I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. Uh, I am Lee Lonsberry. This is Life Mike, as you just heard. I'm grateful to you for tuning in to, to this. It's episode five. I think we're doing all right. Uh, we're still on the air. They, they keep inviting me back. Hopefully, uh, this will continue years into the future. I need your help, though. If you could do me a favor and invite some of your friends to listen, maybe your parents or your kids. Uh, there's a lot I'd like to say, and I'd like to do it uh, along with you. If you have uh, any suggestions or comments, if you'd like to weigh in on today's program or any program, the Utah Community Credit Union text line is 57500. I'd love to hear from you. We uh, are going to talk about something pretty interesting here in a second, but I want to tell you uh, a, a, an odd kind of behind-the-scenes producer, getting ready for the show type story. I, uh, years ago, uh, read a book. It was authored by a gentleman named Jeff Benedict. We're about to speak to, to Jeff. And uh, yesterday, I got a press release from Utah Senator Mitt Romney. It deals with student-athlete compensation. And I thought to myself, when you, when you see stuff like that, you wonder, okay, how do we best tell the story? We want to report on uh, the facts. We want the, the very basic facts. But then there's, you know, there's this thing called context. We want to understand the, the, the debate. We want to understand the issue at hand. And I thought years ago uh, about a book I had read uh, by Jeff Benedict. Uh, and he, he dealt with this exact issue with uh, some of the things going on in the NCAA, uh, specifically in uh, college football. Uh, and he also has, during the course of his career, uh, had a very close proximity to collegiate athletes. If you remember, uh, we here in Utah paid a lot of attention to the career of Jabari Parker. And uh, when he was at Duke and then afterwards, and uh, it was Jeff Benedict uh, who spent much time with him, had a long piece in Sports Illustrated. And uh, and so my first thought was, okay, we need to speak to Jeff Benedict. Let's see what he has to say. And then this morning, uh, I, I, I kid you not, this morning I'm checking my email and I see that there's an announcement made uh, about an airline. Uh, a new airline uh, founded by David Neeleman will be headquartered here in Salt Lake City. And it was this same Jeff Benedict, the sports guy, uh, who... Uh, in another book, had profiled uh, David Neeleman. So we reached out and we said, hey, Jeff, would you mind joining us for two segments? And would you mind sharing with us uh, your expertise on these two very divergent topics? Uh, because it turns out that you <laughs> you have written the book on both of them. So uh, with that introduction, uh, I'd like to welcome Jeff Benedict to the program. Sir, I'm grateful to you for joining us. Uh, thanks for making yourself available. 
Hi, Lee. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be back on with you. Thank you so much. Uh, so here's the, the reason uh, I have you on for this first segment is uh, it follows the announcement of this Breeze Aviation, uh, a new airline to be headquartered here in Salt Lake City. The, the governor's office of economic development reports that it's going to create 369 jobs over the next five years. And it's all being headed uh, by David Neeleman. The, the details of the, this Breeze Aviation, we'll learn as they come. And when there's a ribbon cutting, cutting we'll certainly cover that. Uh, but in the meantime, Time, what I'd like from you is help me understand who this David Neeleman is. We knew about him back in the early 90s when he sold Morris Air and then went on to found uh, JetBlue. But w- what kind of guy is he? Well, I mean, there's two ways that, you know, for me, there's two ways to answer that. I, I know David in two different ways. I know him as a businessman and then I know him as a friend. Um, the businessman side, I think David is probably the most innovative he has been the most innovative presence in the aviation industry for the last 20 plus years um he's a disruptor uh he's an incredible businessman i think he knows more about airlines particularly american airlines and he knows he's done more to change the way people fly than than we appreciate so many things that are part of a flying experience today from the minute you enter the terminal uh, to when you sit down on your plane to the kind of entertainment you watch while you're in the air are things that are byproducts of David's brain. I mean, he he's revolutionized the way consumers travel today by air. Were- so I wasn't surprised at all by the announcement uh, today. And David's never stopped uh, being an active entrepreneur. He's he's built two incredibly successful airlines, one in the U.S. and one outside the U.S. Uh, so there's that part of him. I mean, personally, um, I consider David one of the most genuine uh, and interesting people that I've that I've ever met. Um, he's incredibly caring. I think. People, whether they've worked for him or just rubbed shoulders with him, would say that he's he's uh, he's one of the most caring people they've crossed paths with. That's certainly been my experience. Um, I, you know, I can't say enough good about him as as an individual. Um, the kind of father he is. I've, I, I mean, I've been around all of his children, his family. He's he's really just the reason I you mentioned that I profiled him, and one of the reasons I did was because. Uh, the first time I ever met him, um, I was working on a project about CEOs, and he was at that time the CEO of JetBlue. And he was so different than every other CEO I had profiled. Um, the minute, the first time I saw him and met him, I was waiting outside his office for it to interview him. And um, he walked by me. I think he'd come out to get something, and he was walking back into his office. And he stopped and backed up, and he goes, are you Jeff? And I said, yes. And he greeted me and then said, you know, I'll be with you in just a minute. And then he invited me into his office a few minutes later. And when I came in, I I could just tell right away, this guy is different. His office was very modest. It was small. It was simple. Um, There was nothing pretentious about it or him. Uh, He was, you know, sipping soup out of a paper cup while he did an interview with me and and um and i remember what i remember most about it was the interview went long and i missed my train this was in new york city and i had a a three-hour train ride home to connecticut 
And when he realized I'd missed my train, he offered to drive me home. Amazing. And this was someone that I literally had known for an hour and a half. And, and he did drive me. I mean, that's, that was my introduction to him. And so I, to me, anecdotally, that should tell you a lot about the kind of person he is. He's an egalitarian at heart. It always struck me. If I remember one thing from your book, one of the innovations that he brought to the airline industry was if you board a JetBlue flight, there's no first class. Uh, each seat is equal. And if I remember something, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm reaching back to, well, I think it was 2007 or eight. this profile uh, was released. He uh, d- declined a salary uh, while while heading up JetBlue. Is that accurate? Yeah, he did so many things that, from a corporate standpoint that were just, so unusual. I mean, uh, you know, he parked his car in the employee parking lot with everybody else. He didn't have an assigned space. I mean, this is a guy who founded the company. And he, uh, when he'd ride the elevator, which I did with him multiple times, I was always impressed that when, you know, when we were coming down the elevator and we'd be stopping on different floors and employees would be getting on, he knew people's names. I mean, even in the mailroom, he knew who worked for him. And he treated people like whether you were in the mailroom or in the corporate suite, he treated you the same. That's the kind of stuff that I like. You can't you can't fake that. That sure. wasn't done to impress me because I was a journalist. That's just the way he was. We're speaking to Jeff Benedict. He's the author uh, of a book from 2007 called The Mormon Way of Doing Business. Uh, he currently is, is the author of a biography on Tiger Woods. It's his most recent work. And in our next segment, we're going to hold him over and talk again uh, about an- another topic w- on which he has spent much time. And that deals with student athlete compensation. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. And you're listening to KSL News Radio.